how often do we assume anything, just, just literally anything? We make assumptions consciously based on how we perceive things and how we view things in the moment, right? And that's completely normal. I would expect that you and I and all the people out there in the world listening to this, not listening to this, paying no attention to anything else but themselves, they perceive the world in the way they want to perceive it. Now, it occurs to me that when we view things in such a, a, a minuscule, tiny, like pinprick of a, of a perspective, we lose out on a lot of the opportunity to really see it for how it is. So I ran into uh, a moment the other day. Um, it was walking Evie. We were at, it was kind of in the evening time and I was just, you know, we were trying to get Evie to go to the bathroom. So I'm, I'm out there by myself, and we happen to be in a yard. A lady has her dog run off the porch, and the dog's just going to use the bathroom. But it just so happened that this dog was not on a leash, and that's fine. I understand. I was in your yard. I'm not expecting you to have your dog on a leash. That's not the problem. The problem is, is that, of course, I pulled back on Evie because I'm like, hey, come come here, girl. You know, I don't want her to get into a scuffle with another dog for no reason. And the woman, her reaction was, oh, is your dog not friendly with other dogs? And that's quite the assumption. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. Assumptions. So Evie, she is a good dog. Okay, don't deny it. She's adorable. She's She's got great looks and she talks a lot. But what she doesn't talk about is how sensitive she is, and Evie is a very sensitive dog. We kind of joke about it, Katie and I, but she really is, like, reactive or, you know, responsive to other people's stuff. And sometimes she reacts negatively because another dog is in her face or, you know, challenging her, and Evie doesn't back down from a challenge. But when another dog is being in her space, you don't know how you're gonna re she's going to respond, but... Similarly, you, if somebody just ran up into your space and completely like burst your bubble, you would feel pretty uncomfortable about it. And that's really what we're getting at. I ended up calling Katie because I was very impressed with how good Evie did in that situation. So, but I, I noted that the woman automatically assumed that Evie was not a good dog or that she wasn't good with other dogs. She's plenty good with like Pebbles and Piper and, you know, um, Jackson and uh, Finley and all these dogs. But in an, in an unexpected situation like that, of course, she's not going to be so good. She's going to feel uncomfortable and that's fine. That is normal for you and it's normal for me. So why wouldn't it be normal for a dog to have that experience? But that's quite the assumption that she would say, oh, she's not a good dog, but we do that constantly think about it think about the last time that you assumed something about a person based on how they acted now it's easy to jump to an assumption and there's certainly assumptions that maybe aren't untrue like if a guy cheats on his you know wife or something like he's probably not very loyal to that commitment you know that relationship that commitment that he made to something or let's say for example uh you know in a dating scenario a girl turns a guy down is she uh, is she a cold-hearted, you know, person for not being interested in the guy? No, she's just not interested in the situation. But we do that all the time. We cast those judgments and make assumptions about people based on something we do not know anything about. And that is the, that's the truth. But how do we fight against this, right? 
we've, we've outlined these assumptions that we make, but what do we do about it? Well, there's a lot of ways that we can work on that. Now, number one, we can try to create spaces within ourselves that don't impede and make those assumptions and force those assumptions on other people. That's created working with your own consciousness, right? Because we have to be conscious beings about how we interact with others. So thinking about thoughtfully, thinking about how your uh, physical experience, your uh, sensory experience, being too close to them, you know, being too loud fills that space. How are you doing it? Now, look at them. How are, what are they doing to interrupt you? Similarly, doesn't that create an assumption about them? But that is their consciousness that they need to work on, not yours. So when we talk about safe spaces and we talk about cultivating uh, awareness within a community, it's about creating spaces where we can comfortably rest knowing that it's okay to be in in that little bubble and you're not going to have your um your experience impeded by someone else's uh directives or narratives and we don't want narratives ever we don't know i don't want to force my narrative on you and that's what i've been working on for i mean really years right cultivating that comprehension of like hey i'm really sorry that the way that I treated, the way that I was acting in that moment steered you on this path that wasn't positive or or it gave you a conception of me that I didn't even know I was giving you. But that's intent and impact, right? We talk about it a couple of times. I know uh, uh, Man Enough mentions it pretty consistently. But, you know, that's the reality is we don't know if you're not conscious, you don't know how your words, how your actions, even your physical presence, if it's that, I don't know, complex, demeaning, uh, abrasive, whatever it is, it's creating an environment. So creating a, a personal environment that is a allowing people to be themselves and not feel uncomfortable by or imposed upon by what you're doing. That's the first thing that we can do collectively we can look to create environments that make people feel comfortable now there was a situation um that i didn't really get to talk about ever with anybody but katie to be honest um i was coming back from uh, ralph's it was the last night before we left san diego or the last outing before we left san diego we were with your friends but i had gotten i had gone and gotten the rocks uh, zoa energy drink and from Ralph's and I was waiting in Pacific Beach in San Diego to uh, go across the street and this girl happened across the street and this guy pulled up in his truck and was like hey what's going on baby you want to ride and I was blown away the fact that this person would number one be such a douchebag you're like I don't I'm not a cusser really that often but wow unbelievable that he would interact with her like that in such a public way and completely, you know, he's in his work truck. I wish I would have written down the work trucks, you know, business and the phone number. That's insane. But creating those environments like that is that goes well beyond, you know, what's comfortable to what's almost uh, predatorish and stalkerish. That's creepy. But I immediately was like, I was like, yeah, no one's impressed. And the guy drove off. But I, I talked to the girl. I said, hey, you OK? Like, um, 
I'm sure you don't know them, but does that happen to you often? And having a conversation like that really gave me some perspective about what she's going through. I didn't even know her, you know? She was just a girl at the intersection. But when you can open yourself, you know, emotionally and um, and really open up to other people's experiences and what they're going through, I had a good talk. I had a good conversation with her. It was just the walk across the street, but I was like, does that happen often? Like you know, I, you didn't do anything. You were just crossing the street. You're here in a public place. Like it shouldn't, you shouldn't be imposed on in that way, but no one should. And that's what it, that's what it is. It's a collective consciousness. We're all there and we're all like, Hey, that's not okay. You scumbag. And that's how it goes. But if we can do that in all ways, if we could do that, when we see a dog, that's not on a leash and be like, Oh, sorry about that. You know, I didn't know that there was another dog out here. So let me, let me take my dog back in. Hey, I appreciate that. That could have been another way that conversation went instead of assuming that Evie's a bad dog because she reacted poorly to another dog off a leash. Just like it would be a grave, you know, assumption that somebody that's having a really hard time, you know, in a social situation is there's something wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with you for not feeling comfortable. You know, it's something to work on and something to feel, you know, to, to work towards. But it's never something that you should feel ashamed of not being comfortable in a social situation or any situation for that matter. You have the right to feel safe and protected and comfortable. And those are all things we can work on together, cultivating a collective consciousness for what's important, what's real, and what's acceptable. Thank you guys again for listening. Wow, what a good 10-minute podcast. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up before 10 minutes, but I do want to say thank you guys. If you enjoyed, please Hit me up on Instagram at Zach Castle. Of course, follow me on Spotify. Leave a rating on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. And I want to thank you guys so much for being part of this here at Good to Meet You. And we will see you on the next one.